everybody. Welcome to the Man Cave. It's the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And each week we test the limits of our friendship by arguing and disagreeing about nearly everything. Almost everything, yeah. Music, books, movies, Oscars, stand-up comedy, and all of Mandy's dumb ideas. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. Cut this shit. Still cannot believe you did not like the near perfect Oscars. We won't go into it, but I still can't believe it. All right. <clears throat> I want to discuss something with you. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Because I listened to the podcast Dead Eyes. Okay. Finally, after all okay. this time, it was like yes. back, it started like back in the pandemic, right? Right. And I think I had started listening to it and I was like, oh, it's cute. I'll definitely go back to it. But then I just never did. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then when we had Rory O'Malley on the show, um, one of the things he was maybe going to have have us talk about was Dead Eyes. So I was like, oh, you know what? I should circle back. And I am obsessed. I oh. love it. I love it. I love it. It doesn't grab me. I've never done it. Did you go? F- how far into it did you go? It just I never just... listened. I I know what it is, and I was like, Meh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh well, it's kind of this really cool to me meditation on failure, like, but not in a sad way or even in an earnest way. He is mm-hmm. literally this one. He got fired from doing Band of Brothers. He was mm-hmm. hired and then fired because Tom Hanks said he had dead eyes. Information right. he never should have had as an actor. And he has all these actors come on and talk about times when they they were fired from jobs or they thought they were they were cut from a movie because they weren't any good. And then inevitably someone who did that movie is listening to it and they come on the podcast and say, no, 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 that's not why we cut him from the movie. It was just a bloody mm-hmm. It was So it's a really fascinating kind of objective <laughs> interesting meditation on like this one thing that happened in this guy's life that he's like, I don't know, have I really let go of it? What happened exactly? It's, it's, I think it's very well done. And well, yeah, people really liked it. I just, it never appealed to me. Not, well, there's not enough dead bodies in it. There's no murders being solved. Uh, yeah. But he, what, what's yeah, the point? What's the point? There's no pregnant women who get abducted or, yeah, you're right. Oh, oh no, but, I really am not going to listen now. But there is a mystery. It's, he, poses it like a mystery. He's trying to solve the mystery of like, well, what exactly happened? What was it like on that set? What would have been like if I'd gotten it? It, it Which is kind of hilarious that it's just about this one dumb little nothing part in Band right. of Brothers. Very funny. You're pronouncing the name of that wrong. It's Mand of Brothers. Oh, boom. I, yeah. Boom. Dang it. She's still got it, folks. She's still got it. I have breaking news that no one gives a shit about. Hell yeah. Bring it. I took the which sitcom character are you quiz again, and I answered totally differently, uh-huh. and I got Rachel Green. Who's that? Are you no, no? You last week you said you Friends was one of your favorite shows. Oh, I didn't know her last name was Green. If, you, if the Green <laughs> threw me, who knows Rachel's last name? Everyone on planet Earth. Oh. I, I guess I see. I don't remember everything. I did. Right. To me, she's just Rachel. In fact, her first name is actually Ross and. Oh, yeah, that could be. Yeah. So, yeah. So I I gamed the system. Not everybody is a Dorothy Spornak. I was able to get Rachel Green. Okay. But it took effort. It just took lies. 
So Interesting. maybe you and I really are Dorothy's born ex. Oh, uh, I guess. I guess. I want to be a Blanche. Well, I had to mourn it a while ago. You know this. It was a it was a it was a breakdown in my life that, you know, I had to finally realize I wasn't going to be Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. You know? Yep. I mean, even today, it's hard for me to say there's no hope. It's, it's not going to happen. She's already being Jennifer Aniston. Right. You know? But that's well, the, the character. I mean, that's not the that's a real person. I'm I'm. You know, it's okay. I'm okay not being Rachel. If you ingest nothing but vital proteins and smart water, you could get more like her. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I'm on my way. Perfect. I'm going to have to be because I don't even know what vital proteins are. Oh, she's she's shilling all the <gasps> stuff. She is. She's doing like, yeah. this is a healthy brand lifestyle and you too can be Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Well, why didn't anybody tell me this earlier? I could have saved myself a lot of headache. Oh, You're welcome. Thank you. Well, thank you for doing that. Thank you for the follow-up. I appreciate that. I have not watched the Chelsea Handler special yet, but I am definitely Mm -hmm. going to because I want to do the little search, you know, the little search for the story that you... Yeah. By next week, I will have watched it. Perfect. And I will, or by the next time I'm here. Because it might not be me. It might not. I might be traveling abroad. I might be voting you off Mand Island. Or... Sure. The Imond, I I don't know. That's pretty good. I like uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I will muddle through. I'll haunt your dreams. Always. But I will come back with an English accent. You know that, right? It'll be that weird Madonna halfway. Oh, yeah. 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 And even weirder, because I'll claim I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that won't um, be annoying at all. Yeah. Yeah, was there so was there anything else that you've been like watching or doing or should we jump right into We're jumping right in. Okay. We're, she's we're she's doing on the clock it. today. On clock. I am. And well yeah. we've been at this a while. Yes. Um yeah, it feels like what, four years I've been doing this? Anyway. <laughs> um so this week we watched History of the World Part Two on Hulu. Uh the reboot. Reboot, yeah, of the sort of rethinking of the Mel Brooks movie, History of the World Part One. And it was tricky territory because it was a big favorite of mine when I was a kid. And I think maybe yours as well. I watched it. I remember like it was still, you must have been even like really young because I, when I watched it, It I was was like wildly inappropriate, but I watched it over and over on Betamax. Oh, you did? Okay. I only saw it a couple times, so I didn't have as fresh. I have, my mom was a huge Mel Brooks fan, so I remember Blazing Saddles a little better. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and um, she also loved Monty Python, but like Mel Brooks was very, I remember the, the Dinner Mint guy. That was, that's Mel Brooks, isn't it? Or is that Monty Python? That might be Monty Python. I don't know what the dinner mint guy is. The big fat guy who eats the mint and then he explodes. Maybe that's Monty Python. Okay, I I messed him up. Anyway, I love Mel Brooks anyway, but he was very like Catskills, shticky, you know. Yeah. The shtetl. So, um, yeah. So we watched it and I was like, I don't know about this. First episode in, wasn't quite sure. Uh, But then I have to say, it totally got me. Like, holding my side, laughing, got me. It got me. It's really, in my opinion, really well done. So I am, as you know, a devoted podcaster. And I went back and watched History of the World Part 1 to prep myself so we would have comparison. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. 
Well, now, you, do you mind the doing world... the rest of the episode then? Because I'm just going to go get some coffee. <laughs> yeah, go for it. The, so History of the World Part 1 holds up. It's funny, but man, is it inappropriate. Yeah. Man, would the Me Too movement not approve of this movie. Sure. And, you know, Woody Allen got away oh. with what he did in Manhattan and Manhattan mm-hmm. and marrying his daughter. But Mel Brooks was getting away with a lot of stuff. Oh, it was all in history of the world. Boobies and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But booby, he's he was, I don't know, late 40s when he made it. And these young women were 20. It was uncomfortable. Gross. But he was Mel Brooks. So we all forgave it and we laughed it off, which I still did. And I was still saying the Inquisition. What a show. You know, I mean, there was great humor in history of the world. Part one. Yes. That got me geared up. I set. I pressed play on History of the World Part 2, and I was instantly turned off. <laughs> oh, and, my God! Um, that first episode yeah. is not great. I agree. There's promise. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of chuckles. Yep. Um, the best one for me was Kunel Nadjiani doing the Karma Supra. Yep, yep. It was cute. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it it felt slapdash. It felt rushed. It didn't feel like a fully realized vision. It was just, here are a couple of ideas that we all thought were funny. Throw them together. Put it out. Yep. And I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to watch episode two. Mm-hmm. But I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I did. Yep. It found its rhythm. It found its footing. It made me laugh. Still, I can't say it's a great piece of art <laughs> but <laughs> but episode two was vastly and you improved. right well but uh, so episode one was disappointing to me because oh my god that writer's room nick oh. Kroll, it's, it's a nick kroll production but nick kroll mel brooks wanda sykes janelle james ike barinholtz who oh, i think is genius. absolutely hilarious he's so funny mm-hmm. so how did they come up with that pilot stinker. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I think, look, uh, I I think a lot of pilots are stinkers, right? I know. You we have said, the same talk about animal control. Yes. And I remember, and I always think about this. I loved the show Girls. I can't remember if you were a Girls fan or not. No. I, I loved, loved that show. It was must-see TV for me. But I hated the pilot. And I almost mm-hmm. did not continue. So many shows hated the pilot, almost didn't keep watching. And it's only Succession, another one. And it's only until other people are like, oh, this show that I go back and I go, I must. Shit's great because another one. I didn't watch it after mm-hmm. the pilot. So some of my favorite shows I haven't been able to get past the first one. And you go, how does that happen? What is it? But I think it's just part of the process. And and um and interesting because then I went, well, these are just sketches. Why would you put these sketches first? You know, um, because they're not the strongest, but then some of them build and then you see recurring characters. They come back and they do another version of the story. Right. There's there's some through lines and threads. Yeah. One of the things that works so well in the movie history of the world is that the characters reappear. Gregory Hines is so funny in that movie. And and these characters pop back in, even though it makes no sense. It's nonsense to have somebody be a part of Greek and Roman times and then pop back in in the Spanish Inquisition. But it it Are, makes you care. It is, gives you a through line. Is it the same characters? Like, what does Gregory Hines play in the movie? I don't remember. He is a uh, 
Greco-Roman, a Greek slave or a Roman slave that uh, okay. the stand-up, the court jester rescues and then he pops back up later. It, I see. It, you know, it's but silly. It, it's so silly, but it does work. And I was grateful when episode two started and it was like, oh, okay, we're going to see these people again. That wasn't a one-off. Yeah. I I just think that thinking it was a one-off, they should have made the, them funnier and better so that <laughs> we would all be excited for episode two instead of rolling our eyes saying maybe episode two will be better. I agree. I, and I maybe only watched episode two because of what happened with animal control. <laughs> that I was like, eh, you were like, oh, it gets so much stronger and you realize the characters are so much more fleshed out. And, you know, I mm-hmm. uh, so... And because I really wanted to like it and because I loved all the actors so much, you know, Mm -hmm. and there was something there that I thought, "Mm," you know, Um, yeah, I agree. I thought that um, I don't remember which episode it's in, but is it in episode two where Judas betrays Jesus Mm -hmm. in that episode? (laughs) Okay, I thought that your Judaism. Oh, God. And they use the theme. They Larry David gave them the theme song, I guess. Yes. Mm hmm. I thought so, that was like laugh out loud funny. Yeah, I I loved Nick Kroll in that as Judas. And then he's with J.B. Smoove as another apostle. And J.B. Smoove ruined it for me. He took it out. Every other word was motherfucker. And the concept of these two apostles sitting around bitching about Jesus and how annoying the Last Supper was. He barely served anything. One meatball. It was funny. Yeah. And Nick Kroll, uh, his best line is, did Peter corner you about his one-man show? And and they're annoyed by Peter, right? (laughs) so great. J.B. Smoove just responds, of course that motherfucker motherfucker cornered me with his motherfucking moment. So it killed the comedy. Yeah, it's it was such a funny idea listening to the apostles bitch. I took very that, Larry David. It was great. Oh, yeah. I, I took that as they hired this guy to be like, isn't he always like that? Isn't that his he was sort of just playing himself and he was doing adding. He probably just sure. thought that was hilarious. And that's probably part of his comedy. If he does stand sure. up, you know, kind of like the Chris Rock thing. I know it's and I know I'm maybe I'm not culturally sophisticated enough to appreciate no, it but no. it, it takes me out i don't yeah i it actually ruined a very funny concept for me yeah i think you're right i mean i don't it 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 was not in context and it's the whole thing is pretty sophisticated it's just sophisticated it's actually a very funny idea to to watch play out and it would have the fact that yeah the the, the profanity doesn't bother me so much because I feel like mm-hmm. he was just really doing his thing and his version of that. And he just happened right. to be the apostle who said motherfucker, which is kind of a funny idea that there would be a foul mouth apostle. If he were funny, I would have allowed it. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't find it funny, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, what yeah, if I he mean, had gone? The, what if he had doubled down on like every other word? Like what if that was just a was there something? Is there anything they could have done to make it funny? Is there a time it, when cursing is funny? Oh, Sure. You know what I mean? Like, is it when it's way too much of it or? Uh, I I mean, I think when it's used well. Yeah. You know, I, I curse. I'm not a person who can't handle cursing. Yeah. I, I wrote a sketch years and years ago when I was doing sketch and I loved it. It was a foul mouth Disney princess. Yeah. 
So she always fucking sounded like this, you <laughs> dirty bitch. And she, you know, she sang and she was always talking like this, you goddamn motherfucker. If you and do not I, do this character for the entire podcast, the next time we do this, <laughs> I'll be really mad. And so in that context, the cursing was funny to me. Yeah. Because I wrote it. No, it, but had I seen that sketch with yeah. a Disney princess, had I seen it, I still would have thought that's funny. Yeah. I think I thought it was funny that an apostle was saying it, but you're right. It was sort of, it was, it was just throwing in the words, not even to characterize anything. It was just. Right. Yeah. Right. It didn't feel like a statement about that would be funny if this apostle spoke this way. It just felt like J.B. Smooth thinking, yeah, that's how I motherfucking am. So I'm going to motherfucking do it. Yeah. Uh, What did you think of the Noah's Ark one? Did you watch the Noah's Ark one? Was that in episode two or three? I did not see a Noah's Ark one, so it must have been three. Oh, God. Seth Rogen. Never heard of him. (laughs) Really talented, up-and-coming guy. Newcomer. Oh, good. Oh, good for him. Keep your eye out for that one. Um, I love that they made the joke about him being stoned at the Oscars, by the way. Like, Uh whether he was on anything, that was hysterical to me. Um, But he plays Noah and all he did is his family and they're on the ark and all he did was bring puppies, different kinds of puppies. And they're like, oh my God, Noah, you were supposed to bring all the animals. And he's like, I know, but look at this one. And he's cuddling them and he's like, I actually brought three pugs. It was, it was just cute and funny. And like, you know, those people, it was, it felt like, um, you know, they're funny. They're just funny people. So even though, like, I didn't care as much for the, uh, oh, what's his name? The shtetl guy. And then uh, Pamela Adlon plays his wife. And he's the guy with the makes the mind pies. That the Nick Kroll does yeah. that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I wasn't. That, that was whole, the first episode, right? Yeah, and then they end up yeah. singing. But they do it no. through all the, they, I think there's one in every episode. They keep doing oh. it. And, I don't um, remember. It's cute. Like some of them are more successful than others. But on the whole, I'm like mud pies. It's a little too weird and out there. Even when the comedy isn't like, ah, the crowd goes wild, like knocking it out of the park. It's still kind of like, oh, I just got to hang out with Jake Johnson for a minute. Or, oh, I love. Oh, that was my least favorite. The Kubla Khan sketch with Jake Johnson and Ronnie Chang. Oh, not funny. Didn't make sense. No. Uh. And then in the in the first episode, I have to get this off my chest as a musical theater lover. Sure. They ripped off something rotten so directly so and unabashedly. Directly, Josh yes. Gad played Shakespeare and they're having a meeting and somebody says, what if we put songs in it and make a musical? And he's like, a musical? You mean you're going to just have the actors start to sing? And it was like, how did they get away with that? And yep. Josh Gad is a Broadway guy. How yep. did he not say, hey, everybody, this has already been done. To perfection. It was embarrassing. Well, I, I that ticked me off. I agree. I was so shocked at that. And I thought, well, are they knowingly like, are they are they assuming that everyone who watches this will have watched something rotten? And it's like this little winky nod to it. Or I think it was maybe no one knows something rotten. Let's just put that into a sketch. That it was crazy because it wasn't even remotely disguised. The whole idea of Shakespeare in the writer's room. Right. Now, was Josh Gad ever a part of something rotten? Was he? No. Oh, 
And then I have no idea what they were doing. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? Wouldn't it be crazy if a writer came into that room and was like, so I have this idea and no one had seen something rotten. So they were like, oh, that's hilarious. And now, only now, they're like, motherfucker, why didn't you tell us? Like, I can't fathom it would have gone all the way through the process. They just maybe felt felt it was an homage. And by the way, side note, I love when you squeak. Your your voice just squeaked. And it's one of my favorite things in the world. So thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Um, have you ever done that? Have you ever told a story <laughs> and thought and thought you were telling a story that happened to you and then realized it happened to somebody else? Or come up with a funny <laughs> joke idea and then realized, oh no, I heard that joke. That wasn't my idea. Have you ever done that? I've certainly realized I was being influenced by something. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, know, no, I've never told the story of how when I was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, no. Oh, you should tell that one because it's a good one. You nearly yeah. died. I was harrowing. Yeah, yeah. Um, other highlights from episode two that I have to get off my chest. Do it. Because it really was a strong episode. Yeah. They brought back Curb Your Judaism and they go to Peter's one-man show and Peter was played by Richard Kind. Drop the mic. He's always perfect. So I good. love Richard Kind. Yes. Um, and that gives it a through line. So then funny. we care. We've heard about Peter. Now we're meeting Peter. Yes. Um, and then they did a, a, a recurring sketch about Shirley Chisholm. Yep. The first black congresswoman. And it was Wanda Sykes. And it was a sitcom called Shirley. And it looked just like the Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. Marla Gibbs was on it. She was so wonderful to see. <laughs> And this is a sitcom I want to watch. And Pete, could you please play the phone call with President Nixon from nine minutes and 30 seconds to 10 minutes and six seconds? Hello, is this the White House? This is Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm, and I would like to speak with President Nixon, please. Oh, hello, Mr. President. I didn't realize that you answered your own phone. How very not paranoid of you, sir. (laughs) Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Tonight? 7.30? My place. Nothing too ethnic. (laughs) Yes, I can do that. Thank you. Guess who's coming to dinner? (coughs) Will you two stop playing around? Tonally, this is right on right nixon says don't serve anything too ethnic like it's just so funny and wanda sykes should have her own sitcom she should have several she should be doing everything yeah i love her so more shirley more curb your judaism less cramming things like the kubla khan sketch just well we have jake johnson he said he would do something let's uh uh-uh yeah Come up with really strong, funny concepts and give them to us on, you know, in continued vignettes. I wonder how, you know, they don't know maybe that something's going to work or not work, right? That's what live stage comedy is all about. That's why they do a rehearsal of Saturday Night Live before the actual thing is they cut a bunch of stuff because they didn't, they thought it would work and made it to the dress rehearsal, but then it didn't. And, you know, when we were seeing Murderville and the Annie Murphy episode was so terrible and Mm -hmm. there was a part of us that went like, why even show that episode? Like, it really just was not good and it doesn't make her look good and it wasn't good for the show and it makes you stop watching because you're like, oh, you're not going to edit that stuff out. You know, I wonder if there's a certain kind of like, well, we can't cut the Jake Johnson thing. We don't have any other sketches for that week, you know, because to your point, like they, they ordered eight. 
Yeah. And we have a deadline. Yeah. But maybe this would be a stronger four episode. Yeah. Project. Oh, for you know, sure. We would get the best of the best and yes. none of the, the, the rice. Yes. <laughs> I like, wow. Yeah. You're right. Um, one of my favorite sketches, and I don't, honestly, I don't know which, which, uh, episode this was in. So maybe you didn't see it, but did you see the Alexander Bell, Graham Bell? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, forgive me. I, do you have the IMDb right there? Mm-mm. You don't and have I it. Can. Okay, bring it up, L- uh, Louise. Louise, could we get our research department to pull up the the? I think it's probably the third episode of "She's Stalling," folks. Da 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 da. Um, it's going to be tough to get the actor name. You're looking for the actor name because there's okay hundred actors. But oh, I will try. it's the guy. He was on Veep. The one that wonderful black comedian who, oh God, Sam Richardson. Maybe that might be his name. I don't remember. I'm, I don't. Maybe that could, it could be him. Could be him from After Party. Yes. Yes. Is yeah. it Sam Richardson? Thank yeah. you for finally putting a, a name to the face. I love that actor. He does a scene where Alexander Graham Bell has just created the telephone and he's demonstrating it for all the white men who, um, who you know gave him the money and the resources to create the telephone and he's marveling at this telephone and his partner or secretary i don't know he's in another room is sam richardson and he starts to he crank calls alexander graham bell and so he the phone starts ringing and he's like well this is unheard of and he picks it up and he doesn't you know quote unquote like he doesn't know that it's that it's his Mm -hmm. secretary crank calling Mm him and it's so funny and he keeps looking in the doorway just like it's just a really funny bit. It's and it's All clever. Right. Like the idea that Alexander Graham Bell would get crinkled and they handle right. it. It's such a stupid. It's you know, it's a stupid joke. I'm sorry, That's Mel Brooks. I didn't mean That's to point a Mel at you. Classic. <laughs> but you kind of like the. You know, you like the. I do. Yes. And it was a very dumb, dumb idea. But they handled it. It was so giddy. Fourteen year old boy, dumb, dumb. He's literally like making mama, mama of mama voice. This is your mama. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah. Really, really funny. No, I mean, I'll watch more because there are some laughs. And Jay Ellis is the hottest thing I've seen in a long time as Jesus. So I'm not only going to watch more to see him, but I'm going to convert. Thank Uh, you. Great. Christmas is going to be so so much easier. Great. Mm -hmm. But when they have those Mel Brooks moments, like what if Uh, Alexander Graham Bell gets crank called? That feels like a Mel Brooks invention to me. The the blower in the bathroom, yep, with Jesus, and they oh. and it's a guy who blows on your hands. So it, funny. I, I mean, that's Mel Brooks. That's when he's perfect. Yes. yes. So, and I will watch more. Yeah, and I think it's a little bit like that. It's you don't have to sit and study it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just right. It's just if you need a good laugh, if you just need to chuckle, there's going to be things that fall flat, like a Saturday Night Live sketch might, but. Right. It, there are things that are so fun. And and one of the things I really appreciate about this whole idea is this, you know, taking, I mean, I think maybe I learned a lot of history from this, the first iteration of this, you know, there's things where it kind of makes you curious about like, what was that period of time? How interesting, right. you know, uh, yeah. it's, I, it's how I get my history education. Perfect. And I, that may be limited, but it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. Uh, so how many man jobs would you give it? I would give it three, maybe 3.25. 
because mm-hmm. of the star power and the laughs, but I, I want more from it. So mm-hmm. I, I'd i like that to remain fluid. If I watch more, I might go up or down. Yeah, I'm going to give it four because of nostalgia and because the times it made me laugh, it made mm-hmm. me really, really laugh. Like okay. really chuckle. Mm-hmm. And that's always good because there's just so much, you know, like, because then you got to go and you got to watch the whale, which is, yeah. you know, not a comedy. There's no fish no. in it. <laughs> and Darren Aronofsky is a genius. But like, it's dark out there. It's dark. And yeah. then there's on the, there was the Western Front was very dark. I mean, I would rather see the Eastern Front, quite frankly. Okay. Feels like it might be a lighter tone. I, Where I, the sun rises instead of the sun setting. I got it. You know what I'm saying? A little bit lighter. And I do want to also let you know that um, I'm going to write a movie called Women Still Talking. But they're going to be talking about funny things now. You're lighting it up. We all need to laugh a little. So that's why I would give it four man drops. You're already doing the weird British accent, even though you haven't gone yet. Am I? I wasn't even aware. <laughs> oh we're screwed yeah yeah we are um all right well let's get i'm going to tell we're going to tell people what the what the about our beautiful show guys man cave is a production of true story fm music by ian post and engineering by pete wright thank you so much guys and um listen you know you've heard it before but we love to be liked So if you could go to the Apple Podcast app and give us a rating or a nice little review, like think about it as giving us a nice shoulder massage or a little tickle, Um, you know, if that helps. I don't know if if it actually does help, you know, maybe if you're not the tickling type, but a handshake. This this is going off the rails, right? (laughs) I don't know. The tickling and the handshaking. Uh, Well, you know, maybe hashtag a little me too. But if it'll get us a review on our podcast, I think that's great. You know? Well, Linus left us a review. The two Mandys are smart, funny, and informed. See, there you you go. Thank you. We are smarter than we we look. Um, Yes, thank you. And we also love to hear from you. If you go to mancave.com slash discord, you can join us on discord in a public channel where we chat and post funny shit or you can join us on our private members only channel which is for fandies only what is a fandy you ask i'm glad you asked oh yeah please go to mancave.com slash fandy five bucks a month gets you bonus episodes and more access to us and we do uh we record for a few minutes before we do our official show so you're going to get pre-shows every Mm -hmm. week exclusive content social security it's numbers a lot of fun. our home address yep. yes yeah and then also Sexting. if you yeah mm-hmm. and if you want to dress like us which i mean who wouldn't who wouldn't um i personally like to sport the homeless chic look uh you can go <laughs> to mancave.com slash merch and we have uh, t-shirts and sweatshirts and we've got travel mugs and probably even like what are those little things those track pads you know the mouse pads mouse got pads. everything everything yeah, we do um so thanks for uh, joining us and supporting us, and we love you. All right. Well, do you have a a quick game? Are we? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Yes, very quick. Okay, we're okay. we're under a time crunch today, guys. Yes, I apologize. No, 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 no problem. All My right. fault. It's going to be so much fun. All right, good. So here's the thing. Um, history of the history of the world, part two. 
made me think about games and the history of games. So there are certain party games that are real, and some may not be on this list. And it is your job to tell me what uh which ones are real and which ones are not and then also okay. if you can wager a guess at what they might have been okay um, if you you know now are wh- these old timey games old timey party games before we Great. had you know taboo or mm-hmm. cell phones like this is the real and some of these i think you might want to adopt um so oh. so one of the games is called bullet pudding where <laughs> There's just a big pile of flour in the middle of a table, and somebody puts a bullet at the top of it. And the goal is you have to try to get the bullet out without it dropping into the pile of flour. And if it Ah. drops into the pile of flour, you then have to go in with your face and retrieve it, put the bullet in your teeth, and then your face is all white and everyone laughs and it's hysterical. It's a great party game. Okay. What do you think? Oh, am, is that real or is that fake? Yes, That's did what I you're make that me? up or is it real? Bullet pudding is a fantastic name. Yes, that came from the brain of Mandy Fabian. Incorrect. That is an actual party game. <laughs> wow. Right. Wow. But it would make a great name for our band. I think Ooh, we should consider yeah. it. You know, especially in the yes. south, that'll play great in the south. It's two of their favorite things. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um. Next, here we go. Puss in petticoat. So, you know, the ladies' skirts that have the hoops, yes. you know, mm-hmm. uh, they would try to capture the house pet, usually a cat, and go ahead and just lift up their little skirts and then trap the house cat for as long as they could stand it. I know that's you because of the name. <laughs> I really want I love it and I'll play it anytime. Thank you. See, I mean, this this whole thing is really to get us to, you know, give us things to do the next time we get together. Things to do. Yes. 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 All right. We're always running out of things to do. Yes, we are. Okay. This one's fantastic. Cats and Dogs. Great title, right? Um, And this is, uh, so you put cards, you hide cards all over the house and then there's a captain of each cat, the cap, captain cat and captain dog and as the players go and find the cards, they have to either meow or bark to get the captain to come over and collect the cards. Isn't that just a, a hoot? Uh, it's a laugh I'm going to say that was inspired by your children, and it is false. It is true. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a Fabian special. I feel like it's one of those games. Nope, it's true. I think it's one of those games that might surprise you of how fun it is. Like when someone says, we're going to do that, that's stupid. I have a thing. But then when you do it, you're meowing and barking. And who knows? You know, who knows? Dogs, right? who knows? Who knows what could happen? All right. Oh, um, God. Here's another one. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Carriage Me Home, mm-hmm. which was people would dress up like with the bit and the bridle and the thing and the saddle, and they would ride one another and do little races. And it later turned into that uh, sexy thing that, you you know, the sexy thing where people dress up like horses and they do it to like, you know, titillate themselves. That's a sexy thing? Yeah. Apparently, there are people that dress up like horses. This is a real thing. You can Google that. Well, I'm going to say that was real. Okay. No, I made that up. But the sexy part is true. 
Okay, there was never a game like I'm that back in the party. This game. No, no, listen, it's they're they're all so interesting and fun. These games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. Here's another one. Um, ladles and ladies. So this is when all the men in the party would try to feed the women, and the, had to feed the women with ladles, and it was like part party game and then part diet plan. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's true. That's me. <laughs> oh God, but I'm I think, terrible. I love it, but I think that's a great game. I mean, we should yeah. definitely just for my purposes because when you make something good, I'm usually a two portion kind of gal. I think a ladle would be a nice way to. In fact, I think we should brand limit the ladle, our intake the ladle diet. I feel like we could yeah. have a whole Instagram thing. So okay, yes, this is uh this will be the last one. Okay, these were hobo parties. I think that's what they were called, hobo parties, where. People would come, guests would come, dress up like homeless people, have mm-hmm. to jump on crates around in a circle as if they're jumping on boxcars because that's where they're sleeping. Oh, uh-huh. And then for the food of the party, they actually had to go door to door begging for food. Hobo. True. Place. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Oh, that. Uh, and look how that just. The mood just turned, right? That's a real, oh. They really did that. Yeah. And I would do that and, because and I... Mandy, yeah. I hate to be the PC police here, but what? it's people experiencing hoboness. Right. Thank you. I you get that wrong it. every time. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always thought I'd make a great unhoused person because yeah, I think I would crush it in the begging arena. I just, I think <laughs> there would be songs, like I'd use my kids. I think it would be pretty, pretty nice. And maybe not as fun wow. as I think. That might be one of those things that you like being a an actor. You think it's going to be more fun than it actually is, all the rejection and stuff. I'm just saying, um, all kinds of possibilities. Wow. So those are the... Hobo party. You're welcome to use Ooh. those any time you have a party in the future. Those are the games of the history. History games. There you go. I appreciate it. I learned. Yeah, good. And I... And I'm a better person for it. And bullet pudding, you have everything you need to play that game in your house right now. You don't have to go buy anything. Well, I'd have to use a tampon instead of a bullet, but yeah. Sure, that's the same difference. I have a bullet. Or a Nerf bullet. I have a Nerf bullet. Either one strikes fear in the hearts of men. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) That was a fantastic joke. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. All right. Um, So I'm not assigning you anything except enjoy the hell out of your international fame. Thank you. When Just Plus None premieres at the BFI Film Festival in London. Thank you. And I will have a guest host who I know and I'm excited about, but I'm going to keep it under wraps for now. I like it. A little secret. Keeping a secret game. Yeah. It's very titillating. Have a have a wonderful have a wonderful time. And uh, my I'll... life will be empty and cold, but thank you. I'll try. <laughs> and um, we will all see you on the eastern on the eastern front. On the other side of the Eastern Front. I, yeah. that was, I'm sorry. I tried to do a call. Let's back. go back to work. fear in the hearts of men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bullet tampon thing, guys. Waka waka. I love you. <laughs> love you. Love you.